Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ad Project Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe Scheller from Ad Advance, and today I am joined by Sean Morgan, who is an account manager on our team. Sean, it is awesome to have you on the podcast, man. Appreciate it. It's been two years in the making. Yeah. <laughs> so Sean and I, we've been having a lot of discussions around the office about AI, all the new tools that are coming out, ChatGPT, all that good stuff. So I wanted to have Sean come on the podcast and I don't know, just kind of open up the conversations that we're having around the office. Um, but before we do that, I mean, so for people who don't know you, Sean, kind of give us a quick background, what you did before at Advance, how you got involved with us, what you're doing now. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure it'll become apparent throughout the rest of the podcast, but I'm not a native Minnesotan. <laughs> um, I'm originally from Ireland, from Belfast, but moved over here for college in 20, 2012 on a soccer scholarship and still heavily involved in, in that on the coaching side of things now. And um yeah, went to school for communications and, and marketing and worked for a number of different advertising agencies, always on the digital side of things um, at the f three or four different agencies in, in Duluth. Um, and then eventually made my way to, to Ad Advance when Matt reached out and I thought it was a spam message. And I'm, I'm glad <laughs> I, I responded to the one and only spam message I think I've ever responded That's to. That's awesome. We must have done good <laughs> enough where we, we got your attention enough to respond. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, Sean does a ton of stuff and uh, soccer in the area. We call him coach around the office. Like, <laughs> yep, busy right now. And <laughs> so you're starting soccer practice right now, right? Yeah, we have spring season for the college. And then <laughs> I've just finished recruiting for, for our summer team. So it's kind of all systems go here in the next two months. Yeah. And so for those who don't know, I mean, we're up in Duluth, Minnesota. And so they literally <laughs> had to like snow blow the soccer field yeah it's like it's almost like a mini stadium with like just snow banks surrounding <laughs> the field so people will be sitting up there watching practice and watching games and stuff it's quite quite funny <laughs> yep yep so that's the it's life in northern minnesota when you have to <laughs> snowblow the soccer field to get going for spring soccer <laughs> yeah so sean there's been so many different changes just over the last couple of weeks it's been kind of wild um at the office, we've gotten into ChatGPT quite a bit, trying to figure out different use cases, just exploring the product. But even recently, like Bing's got its new chatbot, Bard's got its new chatbot. Um, where do you see like things going overall? Like, there's been so many use cases. Like, maybe let's just start on like the search side, because mm -hmm. it's really been focused on Bing and Google. So Google with Google Bards. Now I'm, you know, I'm trying to release and catch up with ChatGPT. Um, so where do you see things going? How does this impact how you operate on a day-to-day -day basis right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, it, I think ultimately it comes down to whether or not some of the new technology is going to end up disrupting the market or mimicking the market in a sense um you know like google microsoft being they've been around for a long time have been main players in the search space with new technologies like chat gpt coming into play you know how much of our search behavior has to change or how those systems are integrated into everyday search sure. in order to change our behaviors but in terms of like the use cases currently i think it's been you know, it's come on leaps and bounds in the last two, three months since it's become more mainstream and, and people are actually digging into it now and, and finding the best ways to use it and utilize it. And I can only imagine it getting stronger and stronger in, in a really short space of time as people, 
you know, become better at writing prompts and slowly but surely change, you know, their their search behavior and in, in how they're given information in a query yeah. in order to get an output. Yep. Yeah, I, it's a couple of interesting pieces. And so for those who aren't familiar, like ChatGPT or Bard, um, they're these new AI neural network language models that have been developed. And what's been really cool since ChatGPT 3.5 or 3 when they released it is that the context you're able to get and the quality of responses is pretty mind-blowing. Now with ChatGPT 4, you know, even from like a factual standpoint, it seems to have gotten quite a bit better. I mean, personally for me, initially when I was exposed to the product, I kind of approached it like a search engine Mm -hmm. and immediately found like some of the issues with the current product where I would do like a search for a news event or something. And it's like, (laughs) okay, I haven't been trained on data past September of 2021. So you had to approach it differently. So there's definitely a learning curve in the prompts, like kind of walk through like how you've approached prompt writing or when people are going into these products, how should they look at it between like how you'd use a search engine versus like a chat GPT. Yeah. I think the, the main piece that I've noticed a, a shift in just how you're searching is it's a lot more conversational with chat GPT or, or Bard or any other service platform that you're using. Um, whereas you, you would, you would maybe ask a question like, you know, best places to vacation 2023 to Google. And it's given you a list of different references that you can pick and choose and do more research on. Sure. You know, with ChatGPT, you can approach the prompt in a more conversational way where it's, I think you have to do that in essence to get what you want out of it and not treat it so much like a general Google search engine or Bing that you have to write the prompt in a certain way and give it more information and context in order to get a well-rounded answer back. But the well-rounded answer back allows you to not have to dive into multiple articles to pull information together yourself. Sure. Um, sure. So yeah, I think so like best places to vacation where you could type that in on Google before and then you could kind of go through the list and see like, oh okay, yep, I'm looking for a tropical vacation versus like hiking in the mountains. Yep. <laughs> then you could pick it from the list. And I think that was one big thing for me too is just that extra context you need to provide from the start. But then with that context how solid the answer can be. Can be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so that's one piece that I initially missed. It's like, okay, I'm approaching this just like a general search. And then the results, it's like, okay, they're okay. Yeah. But now if I provide that extra context, so best places to vacation with kids, needs to be warm with a beach. We love long sandy beaches, like, you know, yep. something like that. You can get such a better response from it, and you don't have to go through and search through all these different websites to find the best ones. It'll give you that context. And then I think another cool thing with it is now if it's off and they're giving me sandy beaches that are, I don't know, continents away, maybe I say, okay, I don't want to fly that far with kids, then it can narrow it back down again. Um, And so I think that's what's really cool is like, the conversational pieces that you can take with it yeah. to really get to those final results. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, even another example we had touched on before um, this morning, it was, you know, 
you have to understand that it's not you know a magical prediction machine that's just going to give you the right answer to everything it depends on on what you asked it and understanding the limitations of what it can answer especially with chat gpt like you know the example that i used last night when i was just playing around with the tool you know who's going to win the masters in 2023 like it's not biased towards giving you an answer a straight up answer it's not trained that way sure you know you have to provide more context to the question that you're asking so i ultimately changed the question to without bias look back historically at you know previous tournament winners and their current form and who will finish in the top five give give your best prediction of who will finish in the top five or ten sure of the of the leaderboard and it's able to to look back and and pull information essentially and then give you a well-rounded answer on what it feels would be in the who would end up finishing in the top five or ten sure you know and you're not going to get that with just asking it you know maybe it what seems like a simple question but with not without understanding the limitations and how it factors in bias and the answer that it's ultimately going to give you yeah yeah and it's wild when you look at it with that context too because you just think of jobs right now that require analysis of huge amounts of data (laughs) and really summarizing that so like for instance like financial analysts as they're going through and i'm pulling all the different k1 reports for different companies i'm studying yep I, now you've got this great tool that can go through it and digest that information so quickly and be able to spit out these key takeaways. Um, or like, you know, being a paralegal, going through and trying to find all these different related cases and everything, like the information that you could pull together just with a single prompt when prompted right, yeah. it, it's pretty amazing. And so I think we're just seeing the initial cases where I mean, this could definitely have an impact, one, on productivity, but also the labor market in general, too. Yeah. Because essentially those jobs that are pulling in a bunch of facts, um, it's it's going to be tough because you got these tools that can do it in a split second and digest more information than we could ever digest. Yeah. Yeah. Like trying to scrub through a data set even and look for patterns and trends as a human you know, it's it's somewhat time consuming. I mean, we have, you know, there's different formulas that you can use in Excel and so on and so forth to kind of narrow narrow things down for you and help you. Sure. But plugging data into into a platform that is able to process that amount of that amount of information in seconds essentially and is very good at pattern matching yeah. and gives you an output that is digestible and understandable, like I think it's 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 gonna change the landscape completely. Yeah. Yeah. Another way that we're utilizing it here and even at home, like I'm, I'm a nerd and I love playing around. I have a little home server at home that does like home automation stuff and everything. But I was uh, working on that last night and instead of using Google and usually going to like Stack Overflow articles, I was just typing into chat GPT like, hey, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and it would spit me out the exact syntax on how to do it. Um, and so like from a code writing perspective too, really takes out a lot of those more like not meaningless, but the smaller tasks. Yeah. And what's cool is once you get past that, now you can really think through the higher level thinking of like, what am I truly trying to do with this software or with this data? And instead of spending all the time on trying to gather the information together or figure out the syntax to get what you want, it can give you that. So now we can spend so much more time on higher level thinking in terms of advertising for us. It's now 
you know, we've had our software to help us out with this quite a bit. Like, we don't want to spend time constantly getting the trends or the data. We want to have that at our fingertips. So then what we can do is turn that into strategy. Yeah. And what is really exciting to me is like, say if I was able to connect up chat GPT with our database schema, and then we could open up to the whole team, like, hey, if there's a general trend, you don't know, have to know how to write SQL. You can just type it in and have it pull it out and like, you know, with Copilot coming out for Office, mm -hmm. Microsoft Office, like, which will be rolling out. It's going to be based off of the chat GPT. It's open AI's system that's going to be coming into Office. Um, looks like there's so many cool things that we can do, and we're just scratching the surface. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's some scary pieces, but there's also some, like, really exciting pieces with this, too. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we're... It seems like everything is so advanced and has become so advanced in the last six months, but we're like still only scratching the surface. Yeah. You know, this is the equivalent of getting, you know, dial up internet for the first time in your house 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. You know, I think in 15 years, I, well, I think the, the trajectory of the use of this technology is going to like, you know, it took 30 years to get to where we are essentially from the internet becoming prominent in, in your home and in workplaces. But with the computing power that these systems have, like the leaps that it's going to make in short periods of time are going to be exponential. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one key piece that we're really keeping an eye on is like web search in general. So utilizing like Google's Bard, um, which is kind of the competitor of ChatGPT and then ChatGPT. Like, we're, we're definitely on the leading edge for trying to utilize this and like the general population. This is going to take quite a while to, <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's some major learning curves and some major habits to change. And so, uh, you know, for those who are predicting that this is going to just crush like general web search overnight, like, it's going to so. take years and years and years for the general population to change their web browsing habits. But at the same time, like, personally, now that I've built up those new habits already, like I would have a hard time going back and we're just at the, you know, the initial stages. <laughs> I, I guess one question I have, like, you know, Google, their most of their monetization is from search. Yeah. Um, utilizing Bard, I just see that it feels like there's going to be a harder time to try to inject ads into that because it's conversational. It kind of feels like Alexa when, you know, they've been trying to monetize Alexa and it's been difficult because throwing ads into the audio conversation just doesn't feel natural. Yeah. So what's your perspective on like web search or can they tie in ads? How would they tie in ads? Like, how, how do you see that going? I think that's the million dollar question at the minute as far as how do, how will it be monetized? Sure. Um, I mean, I think it's the use of ChatGPT compared to Google search and, and what it's being utilized for at this time. Um, it's almost like it's two very different types of searches that are going on, right? Sure. You know, it's more conversational and and you know, simply looking for answers versus Google is, is still leading you down the way of, of giving you resources that you can then utilize, whether you're looking for, you know, a plumber for the house or, you know, directions to X, Y, Z. Yeah, yeah. But putting putting ads in, in its current form, to an extent, I think the format of like ChatGPT would probably have to change in, in some way, shape or form. I know, you know, given that it's subscription-based now, is probably just the beginning. Um, but 
injecting ads into something that doesn't feel it wouldn't feel natural to put you know any display ads in that current format that looks like a teleprompter sure you know sure is, is it in the future would it be more you know you're essentially paying for for links to be placed how much of that does disrupts essentially what it is because you know the answers and you know the information that it's going to give you back is there ever a guarantee that your link is going to be shown sure you know how how would how would that work essentially i mean one thing that i, I was thinking about in spitball and you know with my wife last night when we were having conversations about ai was you know does it become more integrated in the internet and how things currently are so you know chat gpt or bard or other uh other platforms like that are they going to be integrated just into websites currently so almost like a plugin or a pop-up like chatbots are used already sure this is just on steroids yeah you know and and would it always stay subscription based and you know in between searches there's a period of time where you basically have to sit and view an ad sure. before you get the answer yeah you know it's hard to kind of see the path forward right now in terms of how it will be utilized mm -hmm. because it is so, you know, question answer based. How does the model have to change in order to fit what our behaviors currently are? Yeah. Or how will it have to change as our behaviors change reacting to the use of it? Yeah. 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 I don't know. It's, it's good questions. Like, so for Bing, playing around with their chatbot. So it's kind of, it's based off of OpenAI, ChatGPT's technology. Um, they've done a good job on also including some links. And so if you ask it more general web search questions, they will show links for, it'll answer the question, but it'll provide links on websites where you can go maybe for some more like independent context. Yeah. Um, and like what we were talking about before, it kind of reminds me of Google right now where you type in a web search and many times it'll just answer your question right at the top. You don't even have to go to the website. Yeah. And so there's the link aspects that definitely tie into it. Um, and I think that Bing's really trying to bridge that gap between strictly web search and strictly chat GPT. What gets interesting, though, is like the way these models are built, they're always trying to find the most probable or the best output. And so to integrate ads, I feel like you would have to almost influence that a bit, like yeah. tie, tie an advertisement into this question, which <laughs> inherently would take down, could take down the, the probability of a good, good answer. Yeah. And I don't feel like people are going to be cool with that. And so maybe it's like you provide the answer but then there's links that you can explore more. Yeah. What's your thoughts on like product search? So, you know, general, okay, so we're going up to the boundary waters for people who aren't familiar. It's this big wilderness up in Northern Minnesota. My whole family, we're taking a canoe in. You can't have motors or anything like that. And so we're looking for a bigger tent now that we've got five of us. And so I'm searching for a six person tent. I, can I do that now with these chatbots? Like, how does that look? How do you see the future of like product search? Yeah, I think it changes vastly. I think it, it ultimately cuts down on the amount of research that, that that people have to do to find the product that they want to purchase. Especially on Amazon, you know, you you might if you're truly in consideration 
for you know a tent sure you're going to look at maybe you know four five six different different tents you're going to read the reviews you know you're, you're going to determine which one you know is the best fit for five people based on other people's experiences price points so on and so forth and that in itself is time consuming you have to go into each pdp you got to read the reviews so on and so forth sure you know with with chatbots you can essentially prompt it by telling it what you want i want a tent that fits five people that's waterproof yeah. that is you know resistant against 40 mile per hour winds not that you would ever be camping in 40 mile per hour winds <laughs> i don't know we could be i <laughs> um, hope we don't don't get the summer storm coming through <laughs> but giving it as many prompts as as you can to to really narrow down what you're looking for yeah. and then you know the chatbot essentially scraping you know the the top 10 best products based with with reviews, with price point, pros and cons, and having it packaged yep. right in front of you yeah. with a link then that takes you to either Amazon or another relevant website that the product is being sold on. Sure. And then all you have to do is click the link and purchase. Yeah. You know, it's all packaged up right away for you. I think it drastically cuts down on the amount of time. But then, you know, what does that do from an advertising perspective? Because, sure. you know, it's picking the best results based on the prompts that you give it yeah so are you going to be able to influence people's purchase behavior by showing ads it doesn't really fit the way the model in general of, of what you're trying to do you're trying to find the best product that suits your needs and then you're you're trying to crowbar in some ads for sure. people to buy a product that might be pretty relevant but might not be exactly what you're looking for yeah you know so it, it's it's definitely interesting to to try and think about like how advertising fits into that yeah you know yeah i wonder if you could put like all right so now i start to treat chat gpt like a search engine mm -hmm. and then maybe i could maybe it's not specific keywords but it's like all right if somebody asks about a six-person tent or a tent that would hold about, you know, capacity of maybe you had to specify it in terms of like prompts and everything too. Yeah. And what you're trying to target. So maybe it's not specific keyword targeting, but if somebody is asking about this product, this could be a good fit or you know, something like that. And then you pay for the advertisements and then maybe they show up as like little sponsored ads right below the below. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Just to provide another link. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So what do you think too? Like, all right. So if, and we, we did this internally, um, when we were sitting down as a team and remember Josh, he, he was looking, he wanted a cool looking handheld vacuum. <laughs> and, and so we were going through and doing examples with chat GPT for the team and kind of how you write up prompts and stuff like that. So we looked up the products and it came out with the list mm -hmm. and we looked at the list and um, we had to we had to prompt it a couple times because the vacuum didn't look cool enough, if I remember right, for Josh. And then we <laughs> found the one that looked really cool. Um, but it gave us links back to Amazon and everything. Like you couldn't click on them, um, if I remember right. But you had to copy them. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm sure it, again, this is in the early stages. They, I wonder what that looks like in terms of product search and how this could potentially impact. A retailer like Amazon too, because mm -hmm. I'm assuming they're not going to want to open up all their reviews and everything for something like ChatGPT. At the same time, if many people start changing their buying habits, going more towards these bots, because you can add so much more context to it. Yep. 
that could inherently pull people away too. I don't know. What, what's your take on that? I think it's a, you know, if you don't adapt and change, it's a slippery slope. Sure. You know, I, I think one of the examples that I was reading about yesterday um, was, you know, it, essentially if it's going to show, if it's going to show links to Amazon to you know a third party website, whatever it may be. Are those links essentially going to have? They're going to have to be paid for in some way, shape, or form sure. to capture that traffic. You know, are people because you're opening up the door? Like, is it going to is it going to return ten links back to ten different Amazon products? Probably not. Sure. Is it are two of those links going to be Amazon, and you know the other eight going to be third party or you know a link to eBay or whatever else? You know, are those going to have to be paid links? To capture that traffic because if they're not you know you almost run the risk of chat gpt becoming so mainstream or other ai platforms becoming so mainstream that you're essentially web traffic just is on the absolute decline yeah because you're not browsing and searching multiple websites yeah. anymore yeah. you're just browsing chat gpt it's been another question they you know we put out a ton of content as you can go to ChatGPT and get these answers, and essentially what they're doing is they're scraping all the content that's out there, including ours, yeah. <laughs> and utilizing that to find the best answer. And so our con content is just kind of fueling these AI bots yep. to answer the questions. Well, if I get the perfect question from the start, why would I browse around and read different articles and yeah. everything? Like, yeah. And so we've had the, the question internally too. Like, how does this kind of change? Like, does this change our content strategy? How does this change our content strategy? Like in the future, can we see web traffic to specific websites going down quite a bit? And I could see that actually being the case if I can get the answer, Yeah. just like with Google right now, when it provides me the answer for a search, it's a lot less clicks that I have to do. I don't have to go into as many websites. Now, if I can get even better answers to those deeper questions that I've got, why would I click around? Yeah. Yeah. I think web traffic will definitely decline. But I think the, like, you know, my take on the content piece, I guess, would be it becomes more valuable. Sure. Because, you know, it, it becomes more valuable in a sense that, you know, AI currently and, and chatbots currently, it, you know how origin you you kind of miss that originality and kind of opinion that sure. you would get in in human writing, right? Because it just squishes all the different thoughts per, together. Yeah. 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 So you know, would I think people current like still would prefer to read something that's written by a human versus generated by by AI? Sure. But as and for right now, I think they're you know for the most part it is you can tell the difference between two different, the, the way it writes and the outputs that it gives. Sure. You can tell that it's generated by AI for the most part. Yeah. You know, over the next six months to a year, as it becomes more intuitive. And it's funny and it that that's to the time voice, frame we're talking about. It's not like the next 10 years. Yeah. It's like the next six months to a year. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, how, how much does that change and it become blended where you can't tell the difference? Yeah. You know, and you could be reading something on a website that is AI generated and, and simply not even know it, yep. you know, but then, you know, I'd also like to think that, you know, Google's been doing it for, for quite a few years now and using AI to, to filter out spam and, and, you know, different types of content that, that is 
that are on the internet essentially that have been like plagiarized and so on and so forth. Sure. Um, you know, does it get to a point where, you know, there's also AI and algorithms that can determine what is AI generated and, and what is not? Sure. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it gets pretty wild. Like I, I think in the very short term, if not now, like I, there's many pieces where I have a hard time telling if it was generated by AI or not. Um, yeah, and like you're saying, in the near future, I think it's going to be so much harder. And so I think I think the value of independent opinions is going to actually increase. Yep. So you can get – ChatGPT is going to provide this nice general context and give you both sides of the story. And it does a good job of balancing out a lot of different pieces and – um, there's still items that definitely need to be fact-checked. <laughs> so yeah. it makes up stuff. <laughs> it's getting better, and it'll continue to get better. But then I think those individual opinions are going to mean so much more because it's going to kind of give you the average yeah. out of all the context that's out there. And so, I mean, speaking to that too, so if we tie it back to like selling e-commerce products, it feels like... so. I, I would just assume, and I know, I mean, because Amazon's been working on this for quite a while. If you talk to Alexa and you ask it for something, to purchase something, it's going to find you, like, the best recommendation for it. Yeah. You know, and so they've already been developing this software. I'm sure this is just going to tune up exactly what they're doing, too. So I could see in the future Amazon going to a place where it's, like, in the search bar, I type in more like chatbot, like, describe what I'm looking for, and it helps me find it. Yeah. I see it recommending a lot more of the top products and kind of weeding out a lot of those lower ones. Maybe maybe it's better at finding the context and the differences, and maybe maybe some of the new releases do get hit more. I don't know. Like, what's your take? Like, does it if you get if Amazon comes out with its own chatbot mm-hmm. where you can provide context, does that help the established players more than the new players coming in, or is it vice versa? I would like to think it would help the established players more. Sure. You know, given that you know they're pretty focused on providing the best customer experience possible, why would you know any chatbot or, or anything that's that's AI related? It's not going to show products that are pretty far down the totem pole in terms of reviews, recommendations. Sure. You know, it and it kind of goes back to the point that you were just talking about where it's like it's squishing together all the information and kind of taking the average or the most probable and the most probable is probably going to be some of these established players. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, the biggest one just even in in terms of search on Google and Amazon, when you type into the search bar, you get you get suggested it's essentially going to finish your sentence, right? Does that become a lot more robust in terms of instead of it just being a general search bar, you're saying it's it's integrated more with with chatbot technology, sure. and it's a it's providing a lot more context. But does it becomes do you get so far down the line where you know it's almost tailored to you as a person yeah because of your because of your usage of it across multiple platforms or across the internet and different profiles that it's linked to sure you know you have multiple you know i use the same gmail profile anytime i'm on google yeah. so it's going to see all my prior history and searches and you know begin to amalgamate all that information to basically predict what i'm searching for yeah and write a, a prompt that's going to give me exactly what i want yeah yeah 
No, that's another good case that I haven't even really thought about. But yeah, you could it could definitely fine tune it to you. Yeah. You know? And so I can look at my my purchase history from Amazon. All right. Yep, he's into this. He returned these items, so definitely wasn't into that as much. Incorporate that in too. Get a good perspective on probably what I'm gonna be interested in and fine tune. It kind of provides some of those initial prompts or context that you have to provide right now. Yeah. It could take previous history and be like, oh, okay. Yeah, Joe fits this profile. And so we'll just kind of use that as the initial prompt when he's doing a search. Yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see how much it, it becomes based in in understanding and, and filtering through keywords within the prompt. Yeah. And how much it's going to be based on behaviors and data that has been generated from you know your search history yeah you know if you even back to the 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 products piece will it help bigger players in the space or smaller players in the space maybe it it also factors in you know the description and product title of a product and the those keywords being inputted into a prompt you know if i'm looking for something that's you know a tent that's 100 percent waterproof guaranteed sure and that's within the prompt but there's only a certain number of products that you know, have that keyword string in their product title or, you know, in their in their descriptions on Amazon, is that product going to take precedence over something that isn't 100% guaranteed waterproof? Yeah. But has 50,000 reviews compared to the product that has 3,000. Sure. You know, it's, it's pretty interesting how it could go, I guess. Yeah. And in terms of the customer experience, is it going to be more behavior-based or more keyword-oriented. Yeah, yeah. And then it could even go through, like, all the reviews and everything and determine, like, have people been complaining that it's not waterproof? Waterproof, yeah. Yeah, and so you can even, like, fact-check what's the what's the key attributes for that. Yeah. Yeah, and based off of the reviews, like, it already comes up, you know, with, with key things that pop up commonly in the reviews. Yeah. But now you could use that and be like, okay, they say it's waterproof, but all these people complain about water. Um, yeah, very interesting. So, Sean, we're going to have to have you come back on the podcast. You okay with that? Yeah, (laughs) I mean, honestly, like, even this topic, it's unbelievable how, like, far down the rabbit hole you can really go. Yeah. Like, people, (laughs) I feel like people are just kind of starting to realize now that, hey, you know, ChatGPT is available and AI is coming to the forefront. Yeah. It's been around for a long time. Sure. It's just never been, like widely used i guess by you know it's hitting that tipping point where it's becoming like truly useful versus kind of a cool novelty yeah yeah exactly yeah so i guess just to rehash some key points so web search it's gonna be really interesting to see how this evolves and trying to get advertising into web search as more and more people go to chat gpt or bard or bing chat now it's going to be really interesting how that all works. Mm-hmm. Web traffic over time can definitely see that going down if there's more and more answers that are easily available right at your fingertips. Individual opinions and individual voices feel like that's going to increase in value. Yep. Just because you're going to use these chatbots kind of as that that nice data finding option. But then if I want to hear the outliers on each side, I can I can ask ChatGPT but again, that's going to be a accumulation of different viewpoints. So I feel like those individual perspectives are going to mean a lot more. Um, and then in terms of like 
product search and everything too, it's going to be really interesting. Like one from the Amazon side, how many people start doing product searches? Like people obviously search for products right now on Google. How many move to these chatbots? Does Amazon roll out their own where you can provide more contacts? And if so, how does that work? How does that look? Can impact the sponsored side? You know, if web traffic's going down, now display advertising can definitely impact that too. Yeah. And then in terms of product positioning and everything too, as you're launching it, like I think we came to the conclusion that right now as we see it, the established players are going to be kind of set ahead because these chatbots usually provide just a couple answers. Yeah. Yeah. And so those who are really leading right now, it could give them even more of a moat. Yep. Yeah. So I guess any other key takeaways that I missed there? No, I think we kind of covered the gamut. There's so much (laughs) like you, you feel like you get into these conversations and they can just keep going and going and going about different Sean use and cases. I literally, yeah, I was standing by his desk and all of a sudden it was like 45 minutes later and it's like, I don't even know how we got here, but we did. And this all seems probable. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but no, I think, you know, if it, it's becoming more and more prevalent and, and folks are starting to, to realize how it can be used and the best use cases for it. Yeah. But, you know, the internet is essentially, it's, it's all based on ad revenue. Sure. And, the amount of web traffic generated and, you know, ads being shown and it's big vicious circle. Yeah. You know, like if, if these platforms come in and, and disrupt the market in general and web traffic does go down, then what does that mean for the future of advertising? It's going to have to be integrated in some way, shape or form. Sure. You know, to, to either that or you're looking at a completely new internet. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Well, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. We could talk about this for hours, but Sean, we'll have to have you back on the podcast. So we'll dive deeper into some of these other topics. Yeah, too. definitely. Been fun. Appreciate it, Joe. Yeah, yeah. And for all those who are listening, if you're interested in more of these topics, we're going to be posting about it quite a bit more coming up. So make sure you're following at Advance or me. LinkedIn is a great spot to go. We're also on Facebook or other social platforms too. Um, but check that out world's changing really quick um and we're having fun exploring what this looks like and then also trying to adapt and change just like everybody else yeah it's interesting it's fun a little scary but good (laughs) (laughs) yeah lots of things to change but like everything we feel like if we can be at the forefront of it a ton of opportunity too yeah yeah for everyone out there who's listening appreciate you listening to this episode of the ad project podcast and we'll see you on the next episode